If you or someone you know is looking for reliable legal assistance in the Caribbean, look no further than Caribbean Legal Solutions, your ultimate connection to trustworthy attorneys across the Caribbean. So whether you're a Caribbean residing in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., or anywhere else in the world, they connect you with reliable attorneys based in your home country. Their extensive vetting process and network ensure a peace of mind and accountability. Need help with land ownership, estate matters, or maybe even a local referral here in the U.S.? Their team bridges the gap, reducing your workload and providing you with vetted attorneys for virtually any legal matter. Caribbean Legal Solutions is your reliable partner for legal needs, both local and abroad. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and it's not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. You're listening to Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast, episode 73. Welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American podcast. This is episode 73. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. As always, I am glad that you've decided to tune in and just hang out with me for the next few minutes. Now, today's topic, it's around family, particularly pregnancy, career, and entrepreneurship. Before we get into the main topic, just a reminder that you can connect with us on social media at Carry On Friends on Twitter and Instagram. And um, if you have any questions, just feel free to send us those questions via Twitter, Instagram, or you can email hello at carryonfriends.com. So um, all parents, not just Caribbean parents, but since I'm speaking from the Caribbean, Caribbean American perspective, want their children to succeed. You've seen the many memes when it comes to professional success and how Caribbean parents have this really strict, strict definition of what that success means. But, you know, parents want their children to succeed professionally and they want them to have a family in, in, in the traditional way, right? So case in point, the infamous interview with Usain Bolt's mom, I believe it was on CNN, where, or maybe BBC, I don't remember, where the interviewer asked if she was proud of Usain, and she just basically said straight face, typical West Indian mom, like she just wants him to settle down. And at some point in our lives, we've all heard the question, when you go settle down and get married? And then after that is like, when you go and have kids? And, you know, sometimes to these questions, some people might be bold enough to verbally respond to your parents or to other people. But if somebody, you know, says when you go settle down and get married, you know, a, a, a reasonable clapback could be when we find the right man or woman and to answer with the kids is when we can afford them, right? Because let's just face it, you know, you need to find that right person to settle down and get married. And then, you know, when you have kids, the expense of having kids, I should know because, you know, I have two and a half. And so, you know, like my grandmother, she, she really loved my husband, but she hate that we were shacking up. 
And that's because my husband and I were living together for a num- like a couple of years before we got married. Grandma loved him. She loved him so much, but she said, boy, I mean, I like the shacking up. So, you know, Caribbean parents, they're, 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 they want this, you know, this go to school, study your book, get a good job and you settle down and you have kids, right? So you are thinking, what does this have to do with today's topic? Well, when we have a successful job, career, get married, and then we get pregnant, I can't recall the advice that my parents or my immediate family would give to me, especially me as a woman, to deal with what happens in the workplace or on the job, whether or, you know, in your business, whether you are a career focused or entrepreneur. I can't remember those conversations. It's just like the these are just like you know, markers in your life. And then, you know, it's almost like nothing's supposed to happen in between. It's like, oh, you can't manage it. Right. And I, and I think this is kind of one topic where most Caribbean, Caribbean Americans, mom kind of stumble with, you know, they might, they might do the usual bluff the way out of the conversation and chop it in and ask me no question. And or back in my day, different from this time. No, you know, just to kind of get around the advice, you know, but I know from different women in my family, their scenarios were as women, they couldn't even work in an office environment beca- to begin with because back in those days, people didn't want to deal with the pregnant possibility because as a woman, you know you're going to get pregnant. So it don't even bother with it. So that's why back in certain days, a lot of women just kind of did kind of domestic work or you know other types of non-office type jobs, right? Or... They could work, but the minute they got pregnant, that was the end of it. And I think I was reading a book um, by Elizabeth Nunez that kind of mentioned her her mom was kind of in a similar situation. Or there, as, as you know, things kind of progressed a little bit, you know, there would be mat leave for maternity leave, as they call it. Um, maybe graciously at the length of what the UK slash European system. And that's because, you know, most of our laws and politics are kind of influenced by the countries that colonized us, but there was probably little to no pay. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure things have changed, but I, I'm using that as a backdrop as to why they, you know, Caribbean moms, grandmom and aunt, auntie, whoever might not be able to, not everyone, but might have some kind of reluctance or not a straight answer or shoo you off when it comes to, all right, I'm married, I'm going to have the kids. And this is the problem I'm having at work. And they may not be able to always give the most practical career advice or answers, right? And when I'm talking about advice, I'm talking about, you know, managing your career or your business or businesses if you're an entrepreneur during and after pregnancy, not to mention there wouldn't be any discussion about interviewing or looking for a job while you're pregnant or you're a new parent. And particularly those last two points in my experience have been delegated to don't even bother think about it in a pile because you, it's like, it's not worth the trouble. Right? So there are a few reasons why I'm having this conversation. October happens to be national work and family month. And two, um, for those of you who might have seen, a few weeks ago, I was at the blog conference, Blogalicious, and um, that was the first time most people recognized that I was pregnant. 
I am pregnant at this recording. And if you listen to it in the future, I was pregnant. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's almost like before pregnancy, it was, it's something you think about, but now that I'm in the throes of it and I'm experiencing what it's the, the, you know, going through this process of managing a career, having, you know, being an entrepreneur and pregnant, like all these forces come together. So when I first found out, so I'll quickly give you a story. When I first found out, I was beyond shock and instantly, and I could be honest, instantly I started to have a little nervous or a panic because I was like, boy, I just came back from a couple conferences, you know, the brand is getting a lot of traction. And now me having a baby was just going to, to kind of throw, throw or slow things down a little bit. Not to mention the biggest one of all at the time I was unemployed and interviewing. And then I was like, oh my God, who's going to hire a pregnant woman? Right. And I agonized over this. So, you know, people were like, oh, you don't have to tell them that you're pregnant. You, you don't have to tell them until you reach there and you're much more pregnant. Like a lot of people said that. But for me, I was agonizing because I've been in a managerial role um, at the last time I was pregnant, it was, I was a few weeks into the job too. I don't, I don't know what it is, but a few weeks into the job, I was like, I found out I was pregnant and I've been in managerial roles and I kind of understand what happens where people think of business continuity and this whole thing about pregnancy. And I didn't want to start the job off on the wrong foot of deception. And, you know, I'm not saying, let me, let me, let me clarify that point. For me, I did not want to start the company that way because I didn't want to get into a situation where when I got there and I was like, ta-da, I'm pregnant, you know, the aggression that would come. Cause it's, it's one thing to, to be upfront that you're pregnant and there's other thing to not disclose it until later and deal with, you know, the little microaggressions or the little things that might happen to, to a lot of women when they disclose that they're pregnant. So as God would have blessed me and have it, I, I interviewed with a company and, um, they gave me an offer. And then I was like, um, before I accept this offer, I want you to know that I'm pregnant. So, you know, I had interviewed and then all of this was happening and they, you know, there are rounds of interviews and then they, they gave me an offer and I said, I want you to know before I accept this offer, you know, I'm pregnant. So legally, some, some people were saying legally they can't say, no, you can't give you the job. But, you know, they were well within their rights to probably go with another candidate if they wanted to. And they were like, oh, no, that's not going to be a problem. Right. And then they're on the spot. No, that's not going to be a problem. When can you start? <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the skeptic on the other end are the, would say, well, why? What's happening when they want to sabbat? What's the problem? But it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, you find that as women, we, get, we have these anxiety around us and children and being pregnant and how this affects our careers. And so that is kind of the backdrop of this conversation. Interestingly enough, months before I discovered I was pregnant, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and she wanted to get my input because her company is going through some restructuring and she wanted to know what she should do. And she was hedging her decision from a career perspective 
on future family planning. And not only that, she was looking at the job market and looking at a salary comparison. And I basically said to her, my opinion, I don't, you know, I'm like, one, don't hedge your career choices on future family planning and what we consider safe. And when you think of wages, you you sometimes have to take a few steps back, like a, a, a catapult and a few steps back when it comes to salary because you're changing. You know, it's good if you get like a lateral hire and you get a slight increase. But in today's market, I feel like it's more, it's easy to be flexible, maybe take a, a, a salary cut and then work your way if you want to get into a different position, right? But, you know, it stems out of a conversation about women and being risk averse and always kind of making career decisions with family in mind. And it's been my experience. Let's take a quick break. Want to include your property in Jamaica in your U.S. will? Need to close the bank account you opened back home all those years ago? Skip the guesswork and let the Caribbean Legal Solutions team of experienced professionals take care of your legal needs. With Caribbean Legal Solutions, you get the peace of mind that only vetted and accountable legal experts can offer. Learning that you have a legal issue abroad can be stressful. Finding an attorney to help shouldn't be. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today to find the dependable legal support you need. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. My personal experience that when we when those decisions are made, they almost always backfire. It's almost as if you made you 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 should have made the decision you knew you should make instead of being comfortable and looking at you know, the longevity you have at a particular place, the benefits or the time you have accrued, um, accrued. So we had that conversation and she was like, well, there's no company that's going to hire a pregnant woman. So here I was kind of living through the scenario that she had, um, kind of thought she would have been going through. So the question is for national work and family month, how do you be strategic during your pregnancy and the gap that happens once you go on maternity leave, however long your company has it for, and what happens when you come back, right? So that's one aspect. I do, I am I am very aware that a lot of women not necessarily have a hostile work environment, but you know, while it's legal, they, they the vibe isn't welcoming to a lot of women who are pregnant, who are pregnant. And I and and it doesn't matter you you know that the the type of company i remember a friend of mine she worked at a law firm and she was pregnant and she went out on maternity leave and but before she got right back to work she got a letter basically of them firing her and giving her a severance package and i mean it was discrimination and it's just like a law firm would know better right so it just gives you an example that you know the, the concern of women when they become pregnant and when they tell their bosses about the pregnancy is based on real fear, based on real scenarios or situations other people have gone through. So as women, and I'm not discounting the men because I'll get to that in a, in a, in a minute, but as women, we kind of bear the brunt of it because even the discussion about, 
going through an interview process and and telling. So if I didn't get the job offer that I did get that has landed me in this role now, the discussion would have then been, would you continue looking for a job? And when would you tell the um, employer that you're pregnant? And it's just like, you know, there's one camp that says they don't need to know because it's a personal part of your life. And there's another camp that says, well, at some point, once you get further down in the interview process, you have to tell them. So as women, we go through this and it's interesting because I, I had this quick conversation with someone who I knew she, she had a baby last year and I asked her and yeah, she was concerned that having this baby would slow everything down and she's an entrepreneur. So she, she had that flexibility to take her time, how much time or how little time, but because she's running a business, she was concerned about how much she'd have to slow down just to accommodate her family. And it's not that she, you know, it's just a reality because then, you know, business, what do you put in terms of contingency plan? And, you know, from, from a career perspective, it's kind of the same thing. But I, what, what, I, what I'm realizing that there's not a lot of conversations to help women strategize on how to do that. So I, I find myself in this a p- position where I now have to strategize how I'm going to leave my mark. So when I come back after however long I'm going to take, you know, I can kind of, I, I have like a, a game plan to work off. Um, because that is also the fear, right? So I was talking to my best friend's wife about this and, you know, she was, she, they, they live in Canada. Canada has like great maternity leave policies, but her concerns were fear of judgment. Like, and she, her fear of judgment. And I've, I've read this a lot are usually not from men. They're usually from women because, you know, there's this thing where younger women tend to kind of have an assumption about women who go off and have kids and they're not as committed until they're, they're in that position. Right. So there's this fear of judgment about like, boy, how much kids she going to have or the concerns of like, while you're out, are you missing out on opportunities for advancement or opportunities that could help you get exposed to a new project or something. So it's all, it's this, there's a serious fear of missing out professionally. Right. And it's the fear of how much have you, you know, like, you know, when they talk about kids have that summer, summer slide where they're, they, when they're out of school and for the summer, they just kind of, because they're not in school constantly, you know, they, the learning kind of slows down and they might slide a little bit. You think of whether that's going to happen to you when you are in a professional situation and pregnant. So switching gears a little bit, so far I've been talking about what happens with your career when you're pregnant and you then go off and you take leave. The other side of that is when you have a newborn and you have a newborn and you may be job hunting and, you know, the newborn and you come back again, the concerns about what happens to, to your career or the opportunities or people might make assumptions for you. Well, you just have a baby. You may not be able to travel, you know, so a lot of those things, right? So it's just our reality as women 
to be concerned about these things, right? We, 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 we want family and we, we want to be able to, to do, to, to do our job and to be good moms. But there's this other aspect when it comes to career that you're, you're thinking or, or business where you're thinking like, how do I, what do I do next? Right? So there's a lot of talk about, you know, a lot of talk in a lot of empowerment conferences and all of this stuff about, you know, how to strategize to the top, but how much information is out there to kind of help us navigate, you know, especially if some of us are working in companies where there's not a sponsorship program, a mentorship program, or any kind of formal program in-house that can peer, um, junior level or mid-level to more senior level, um, sponsors, right? So you, you, you think of where, where does someone who doesn't have, doesn't work for a large company and there's this infrastructure is not in place to support their professional, um, and personal growth. I don't have all the answers right now because I'm still, I have about three months to go in uh, my pregnancy, but from from what I do know, I, I have to start laying that groundwork professionally to prepare me for my return to the office. I'm still crafting what that looks like because it is kind of the moment when you have to figure out. And I'm thinking back to when I was pregnant with my second and I had, again, it was like two weeks after I started the job, I found out I was pregnant and it was like I had so much to do, so much to accomplish because they hired me on what I'd accomplished so far because they, they recruited, they poached me from another job. So I was in another job, fine and happy, and they, they gave me an offer to come over. And so I had a, I had a lot to prove, um, but they also kind of knew what I was able to do because they sought me out for this this new position or this new role that they created. And in my head, the whole time, I was kind of... Setting up for, I was already in preparation mode for what was going to happen when I was leaving. And in my head, I was preparing for what was going to happen when I come back. And you don't have to be in a managerial role to kind of start doing that, right? You only, you know, what your work environment is like. And I'm excluding entrepreneurs because just because of the uniqueness of owning your own business and kind of being set, setting your own rules there. So for this, I'm going to focus on the the rest of this. I'll focus on the career person. So I, you don't have to be in a managerial position to kind of start laying the plans or the groundwork. You can start doing that. You just have to figure out what it is you want to accomplish before, or what you were trying to accomplish before you got pregnant and figuring out how you can still make those inroads before you leave, make an, an upon your return. And a lot of that will have to do with the internal, professional, and in some cases, external networking. So internally networking is going to be extremely important. How you go about doing that, it's all about strategy. It's all about having the right people, a mix of right people, not necessarily friends or people you like, but it's really people who could have an impact on your career. And even in smaller companies, it is still something that you can do um, without seeming like you're, you're curry favoring. You know, networking is really knowing who the people are in your organization, 
what they do, where their the influences are, and just kind of showing what you're capable of, what you're doing now, and start picking brains as to where they want to go. Especially, you know, I'm leaving towards the beginning of the year. So I, I need to have an idea of what my company's plan is and the strategy. And so by the time I come back where I fit into that. So a lot to think about when you're going through pregnancy or when you have a newborn and where you fit in once you get back into the career tracker and the career routine. And in terms of the guys, you know, yes, they may not have it as difficult. They might be able to get a paternity um, or what companies now call parental leave. If they don't, they might be able to take some PTO. Um, But I know the guys in my family and my friends, they do have to make some schedule adjustments. You know, they they have to make some slight accommodations. Um, But really, the, the, the biggest challenge is how women deal with, you know, accommodating family family life and work. And this continues after, you know, way after the baby's born, you know, they're either preschool or they're in regular school. There's, there's no real balance between work and family, but negotiating some kind of, I don't want to say normalcy, but sanity, negotiating some kind of sanity with dealing with work and family is very critical to our mental and emotional health because when that goes out of whack, it's crazy. I don't want to go too long, but essentially I want to, I want to encourage people to have this dialogue very early. So if you're not yet pregnant, but you think that you could, you know, look at the company and what their parental leave policy is like. If you have a partner, you, they they also should look at what their parental or paternity or maternity leave policy is like. If you're looking for a job, you know, you kind of want to do some of that research too because you don't want to end up there and they have like a really sucky um policy in some jobs in one job, the last job. They had a decent policy but I had to save up a lot of my PTO to kind of supplement for some of the time that I wanted to take. So it's, it's really good to research the company in depth. Even if you don't feel like you're at that place yet, you never know when you might be at that place. And then, and and then once, once you, you're in this position of being pregnant, it's making a plan like a transition memo of what will happen, who will be doing what. And and that transition memo, I know for a lot of people is scary because you're like, what if I give everybody instructions and then they take my job and they won't have a job legally? That's not, that shouldn't happen. But um, my position on that is like the typical, what is for your account on feel. I go into a lot of roles already doing succession planning because I, I've been around the work block enough to know that if I'm good at something and I've out, not necessarily outgrown it, but I've mastered it and someone else could do it, that frees me up to do stretch assignments and take on bigger assignments. And if it's documented, I hand it off and I'm like, go ahead and do it. And if, 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 and, and yes, I've also experienced creating a department and systems that made me irrelevant, but 
I I can I can honestly and I and I've told other people that in interviews, potential employers that in interviews, and they're more impressed about that because they recognize that you know what the company's interest is the priority. And if I get, you know, redundant because I've created a system that works so well, hey. Um and by the way, that company had to go back and rehire my um rehire for my position. But long story that's a different story. That's a different show. Um, but you know, you do have to create a, a, a plan and a plan is important, even though you might be concerned that you might be replaced because someone else is doing this job so well. I also think it reflects on the company that you want the company to still be functioning and operational so that while you're out, you know, someone is actually doing your job to the best of their abilities. And then what happens, not only a, a plan of who does what, when does what, but kind of a plan for what happens when you come back on. So at the last job that I had when I was pregnant, I I also kind of wrote in a strategy that would allow me to ramp up because when you're out, you come back, there's a ton of emails. It's almost like an extended vacation. Think about when you go on vacation and you come back, there's a ton of emails, there's a ton of stuff that you have to catch up on before you can feel like you get productive. So you know, when you come back to work from maternity, are you going to take back all your responsibilities all at once? Or are you going to figure out which ones you're going to start on? How are you going to deal with emails that happen, you know, while you are out of the office? These are all things to think about. And how quickly are you going to get back into the routine of things? So as I wrap up this episode, because I'm sure I'll have another discussion about this. And if you have any questions about what I've just talked about, um, feel free to send me an email. Hello at carry on friends. Um, but as I wrap up, you know, national work and family month brings to, to the forefront, you know, what happens to women when they become pregnant, they're in careers and they're also entrepreneurs. I didn't go through the entrepreneur stuff too much. Um, maybe I'll get um, a guest to come on the show to talk about that some more, but for career women, there's not a lot of conversations about what to do or what we can do aside from the legal standpoints of discrimination, but how we strategize during the time that we're pregnant and how we can strategize for what happens, you know, when we come back to work. Um, I'll definitely share updates in terms of my experience. And of course, in addition to National Work and Family Month, it's apropos because I am at this time of this recording, six months pregnant and in a new position and growing and learning and doing all these things and having to deal with, you know, what do I do or how am I going to, how am I going to get back into the routine of things and how am I still going to make my mark in the office while when I'm not there, because you, you kind of want to, I don't know how I'm going to achieve that. And when you come back to, to feel like you're still relevant and sometimes, you know, for guys, they might say, oh, it's all in your head. But, you know, there, there are real stories about there about women who are discriminated against when they are pregnant or when they come back to work. You know, all these other things, breastfeeding at work or nursing. I'm sorry, breastfeeding is not the term nursing and all these other things that that happens and women have to deal with. And um, and as a real part of entrepreneurship and as a real part of career growth and definitely want to continue the dialogue. So if you have any questions to me on this topic or any feedback, again, please feel free to email hello at carryonfriends.com. 
Thank you for listening. And until the next time, as I always say, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. Thank you for tuning in to Carry On Friends. Before I go, remember, Caribbean Legal Solutions connects you with experienced and vetted attorneys across the Caribbean, ensuring that you or your family or friend find reliable help back home to deal with land issues, wills, and probate matters. Their network spans Jamaica, Trinidad, Guyana, Grenada, Dominica, Barbados, St. Vincent, and more. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com and give them a call today. This ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended to be legal advice. As always, consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation.